Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Money Stepper Q&A podcast, question 52. How to split the equity in a house when buying with a friend? So today we've got a really interesting question that comes from Brian. He says, My girlfriend and I are in a process of buying a house with a close friend of mine with the aim of selling it on in three to five years and we're unsure of the best way to split the equity and the proceeds from the sale. We're buying a house in London for £450,000. My friend is investing £80,000 into the initial deposit, fees and renovation while my girlfriend and I are investing £20,000. My friend won't be living in the house, but I plan to buy it with my girlfriend and pay the full mortgage. We're all first-time buyers and we're very new to this. We all want to agree something that suits our needs. He's looking to invest his money in something low-risk, with a better return than an ISA. My girlfriend and I are looking to move out of our parents' houses and onto the property ladder with the aim of using our share from the sale of this place in the future to buy a house of our own afterwards. Do you have any advice on how we can split the equity? Right, this is a great question and I'm going to start with a huge disclaimer and then get into the detail. I wanted to answer this to just say forget about it. Don't do it. It's too complex. These things very, very often end in tears. When working with friends, family, and especially with girlfriends and boyfriends, unless everything is locked down from a legal standpoint, things can, and very often do, get extremely messy, complicated, and expensive when things go wrong. So, my overarching advice, and I'll come back to this at the end, is to have a look at alternative arrangements that could be put into place which will suit you all better. Maybe your friend could go alone with a smaller, better return property investment with his 80k, and you and your girlfriend can continue to save and continue to pay rent until you're in a more secure and stable financial and social position. However, that's the easy way out, and it wasn't actually your question. So keep that in mind, but we'll go on and we'll look and see what would be fair for splitting the equity, and we'll start with the easiest proposal and move through to the most difficult. So let's start talking about the mortgage first of all. Now, your question suggests that for this £450,000 house with the 100k deposit, you're going to split that 20k between you and your girlfriend and 80k goes in from your friend. Okay? Now, that suggests a total loan to value of 78%, which you should be able to get. But the first problem here is who's taking out this mortgage? It seems in the question that it's going to be you and your girlfriend. But the issue is that you're going to have to declare that 80k investment from a friend because it's not a gift, it's akin to a loan to you. And so from that scenario, the bank already sees that that's a loan and so will be willing to loan you less. And so they may not make an offer for you for a mortgage on such an expensive house, a 450k. So what are your alternatives? Well, one alternative may be that your friend takes out the mortgage in his name only and you and your girlfriend lend him 20k. 
So that's more realistic from the standpoint of being able to, to obtain that mortgage from the bank willing to lend that much money. But then your friend's income alone has to be sufficient to obtain the 450 grand house, which means your friend needs to be earning in the region of £100,000 a year. Additionally, if your friend's taking out the mortgage and they're not living in the property, they'll actually have to take out a buy-to-let mortgage. And that restricts the ability to charge non-market rate rents to yourself. And he'll also be charged a higher interest rate compared to an equivalent residential mortgage, which you'd be getting if you lived in the property. Now, if this isn't complicated enough, it gets more complicated following the autumn statement. Because if the purchase is a buy-to-let for your friend, which it will be if your friend takes the mortgage and the majority of the deed, then there'll be another 3% stamp duty to pay after next April. Now, 3% on £450,000 is a big amount of money. The final alternative is that you all apply for a loan together. This would be considered as a group mortgage. It's a little bit more niche and so you might not be able to get the best rates on the market. But given all of your incomes and the amount you're putting in, it is something you'll probably be eligible for. So let's assume you go with that, the joint mortgage, because that's the one I think you can get. So you and your girlfriend are both putting in 10% each and it would make sense, therefore, that you own 10% of the property each as per the title deeds. Your friend who's putting in 80% will own 80%. So that can be done via a tenants in common agreement to split the share of the ownership in those proportions. Then, effectively, because you and your girlfriend will be living in the property, you need to pay rent to your friends. Now, rent is in inverted commas, okay? Because the level of rent has to reflect your original investment. The way to do this is to look at your mortgage and look at how much interest and capital you're all repaying. Okay, so the capital portion is easy because everything that you put into the mortgage should be put in at the same level of which you have ownership of it. So 80% your friend, 10% for you and 10% for your girlfriend. So with the simple figures, the figures you've given, let's say a 350k mortgage, annual interest rate of 2%, you have a repayment amount of 1,482. That is split between 582 interest and £900 capital. So for the capital portion, this is quite easy. Your friend will have to pay 80% of it, £720 a month, and you and your girlfriend will pay 10% of it, £90 a month. You could have an alternative where you pay more, you and your girlfriend pay more compared to your friend, because he may not want to keep putting in £720 if he's just looking as this investment as an alternative to an ISA. But you need to work that out specifically and you have to have all that in writing and that is going to get very, very complex. So let's say you assume that you pay your capital portion in the same proportions as your ownership of the property. That means whenever you want to leave the agreement, so when you get a sale or any other exit event, you'll still all be liable to that 80%, 10%, 10% split for the remaining mortgage and that will still be in line with the percentage of the property you own. So then you have to look at the interest, okay? You need to decide how much you pay each towards the interest balance. Now, this is going to be an area for negotiation and it's going to be somewhere between you and your girlfriend paying 80% of the market rent for the area, that's on the high end, and the low end, you and your girlfriend paying 80% of the mortgage interest. Now, 80% of the market rent of the area, say market rent of the area for this property is £1,500, you're paying £1,200 a month. And obviously that amount is going to depend on where the property is. If it's a 450 grand house in London, that could be a lot more expensive. Then 80% of the mortgage interest, in our example, would be £466 a month. This is where you need to settle and discuss with your friend and have a negotiation and the outcome will be completely dependent on all of your desires and needs from this this negotiation. 
a fair amount will probably be slightly towards the interest amount, but obviously your friend would want to have you covering all of the interest because he's not living there, so he doesn't want to be paying interest on the mortgage as well um, as the amount he has to pay towards the capital in his investment. So let's say you settle and pay your friend £900 a month in rent, okay? That's on top of what you're paying on the repayment amount. So for him, that covers the full interest plus gives him some return on his investment. If you did settle on that, you'd effectively be paying £900 a month instead of the £1,500 a month you'd be paying for market rent. So you're saving £600 a month there. Okay, £600 a month is £7,200 a year and effectively you've invested £20,000. So you're getting a very healthy 36% effective return on this, which doesn't include the capital gains that you'll hopefully get from the 20% investment. For your friend, it seems like £900 a month is a good deal, but they've invested 80k. And of that £900, £582 they've got to pay in interest. So they'll be only be making a monthly profit of £318 or £3,816 a year, which only gives him a 4.7% return on his money. Now, he does also gain, again, the property, um, the return from the property. He gets 80% of that. And in theory, this return is more guaranteed than it would be if he took out another property and rented it because he trusts you two more than he trusts someone renting it completely randomly to the public, especially as you've got an interest in the property yourselves. But he probably won't be happy with that. I certainly wouldn't be if I was your friend. And so you might agree on a more on a higher effective rental payment, maybe £1,000, maybe slightly more. But as I say, this is a point where you need to sit down and negotiate between you and whatever you do, you need to get in writing. Now, I'm hoping, so far, 10 minutes into this episode, I've put you off this idea. I hope it's complicated enough. If it isn't complicated enough, now you have to say, well, what happens when something needs fixing? Who pays for repairs and maintenance? What about if you make capital improvement? Who decides on that? Who decides when and how you make those capital improvements? What happens if you need to sell? What happens if you and your girlfriend break up? What happens if your friend needs some of his cash back? Can he sell to a different party and have them buy into the house as well? There's literally hundreds of questions that you'll need to answer and you'll have to get all of it in writing before you enter in such an equity split agreement. What might be a much easier way of doing it if you still want to do this is simply loan that 20k to your friend and he agrees to pay you a fixed return of X percent whilst you're living in the property and you're paying him a certain amount of rent each month. So then if you moved out of the property, that fixed return could fall somewhat. This way your friend knows that they own the property and they'll have much fewer complications if something does go wrong. But in this scenario, we're back to the fact whether your friend can obtain a mortgage by himself on such a high value property. He'll have to think about the capital gains, the income tax, the stamp duty complications and all the other things that have been popping up recently for property investors. So I'm going to revert back to my original advice. I want you to forget about this plan. It will inevitably, because I've only discussed maybe 10% of what's actually going into it, it will inevitably be too complex if you do it properly. And if you don't do it properly, it's going to be too dangerous and will definitely be too expensive in the future if something goes wrong. Instead, I would advise you and your girlfriend to keep aggressively saving in order to get your deposit together for your own home a few years down the line. And I think your friend should visit a financial advisor to decide on how best he wants to invest his £80,000. If anyone else has got any opinions on how these guys do it, I would actually be really interested to hear from anyone who has entered into a similar agreement in the past and if it's gone well or if it's gone badly and what they did to mitigate the risks that I've mentioned in this podcast. Let us know.
moneystepper.com forward slash question 52. Now that's the fourth question in a row now that we've had on property and Wednesday's question does change slightly. It's tax focused again. So we're back to a question on capital tax and what capital tax you need to pay on land. Just as a quick reminder as well, because I haven't mentioned it recently, if you're looking towards 2016 and you're plotting your financial goals, which is something which we've set up in the December mini challenge that everyone should be doing, then you might want to take a look at the Money Stepper Savings Challenge and the tracking template, which also includes an area for you to record and measure against your own specific financial and non-financial goals. You can find the tracking template at moneystepper.com forward slash savings challenge. And also as a podcast listener, a quick reminder that the entry fee is still reduced. It's reduced to a price of £39 instead of the usual fee of £99. And that price will still be in place for the rest of 2015. However, after the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, that price goes back up to £99 and will stay at at least that price. So if you're interested in the Money Stepper Savings Challenge... If you've seen what a great effect it's had on people in the challenge so far and you want to get involved, you want 2016 to be your best financial year yet, then now is the time to get involved. If you've got any questions on it, you can leave comments in at moneystepper.com forward slash savings challenge or equally you can send me an email at moneystepper at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you've got on that matter. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.